Coming live from Aurora, Colorado, USA is our guest tonight. Welcome to this very special edition of the KJ Masterclass Live, the show which ensures that you profit from your time spent here with experts, either through the industry insights, information, or simply learning from them. And today we have Connie Ellefson, and she's an engineer, author, and professional organizer working and helping people release the incredible amount of creativity and energy tied up in unnecessary clutter. And we'll be talking to her on how to declutter body, mind, and stuff for the real you to sign through. Welcome to the show, Connie. Thank you so much, AJ. Thank you. Thank you, Connie, for coming on to this show. So we will be talking about decluttering body, mind, and stuff. There is so much in our lives, Connie, how do you know what to remove and what to keep? So help us understand for our audience, you know, not just in India, but also in other places that the show is going live and later on people will hear it and read about it and also watch this video. Great. What, is de- what to declutter and from where to declutter? Where is this hard disk where <laughs> I can cut off things from? Well, most of us think about decluttering in terms of our possessions because that's what we see. That's the most obvious thing. So we think it's the culprit. And we need to look for stuff that we we neither, if we don't use it frequently or even once a year, or we don't love it, then it's clutter. So it kind of slows us down energetically and makes us less creative because we keep we keep getting our, every time we look around at these things, we keep getting our brain caught on it. And it takes up a lot of room in our brain. But what I realized a long time ago was because I used to buy all the organizing books and I just loved them and I'd try them all out and then I'd get about 90% done and I would stop. And then, or I would maybe once in a while, I complete the process, but then a couple of months later, it'd be back the way it was. So I realized maybe there's something else going on than just the stuff. So I realized that the emotional clutter that causes you to save this stuff or leave it strewn around or whatever, it's, it's much bigger than the stuff clutter. So for some people, that's where you need to start decluttering some of your mind clutter that is emotional and mental. And that, that clearing that out makes it much easier to go ahead and declutter your stuff. And then I also realized that sometimes we just don't feel energetic enough to tackle a project like that. So maybe we've not been getting enough exercise lately or we've been eating a bunch of junk food. So maybe our body needs a little declutter too. So that's what I set the book up so you can read it. You can read any section of it that you want. You can ask yourself a question, what seems to be stopping me first? And then you can go to that section. You don't have to read the whole book. Clear the space, feel the rush. Right. That's my book. And very recently, I realized, right at the end of this very long writing process, I realized you get that rush of energy when you declutter something, when you clean out a closet or a drawer or whatever. You kind of feel kind of exhilarated. And all at once, I realized... It's the same feeling you get when you exercise, when you go for a walk for half an hour or you go running or something for a while, then you feel those endorphins going through your body and it's the exact same rush as when you declutter. So when you have an emotional release, 
that's like the biggest declutter of all and usually the biggest release of all and the most, the rush. The rush is the energy. It's not just about serenity and lotus blossoms. We all, we all look for feeling more peaceful as we look around our space, but there's lots of energy tied up in that that you could be using for your own creativity. And when you get all that stuff out of the way that's holding you back, you're just about, you're almost unstoppable. So that's what I decided to publicize, the rush. I also learned kind of at the end of this process that these endorphins are good for your immune system. They can actually make you healthier. And that's it's the same as watching a funny movie and laughing. You get endorphins, you get the same pain, pain-killing chemicals going through your body. So it's all good. Right, right, Connie. So you see, Marie Kondo is only about that decluttering of your space around yeah. your house, about your cupboards, about anything. But you talk mm-hmm. beyond that. Right. About exactly. physical, about mental, possessional. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, why does, obviously you said that we must declutter, but the problem is that uh, people know about it. That mm-hmm. one must be, you know, one must travel light. They have been hearing about this for so many years. Right. But they don't, but they still are decluttered, so many of them, and unorganized. Mm-hmm. So why is it so hard to, you know, to stay decluttered <laughs> and unorganized? Why do they want to carry the baggage when you know that you don't need it? Right. So can we start from there and understand so that it almost becomes a step-by-step for our audience? It's my number one tip for decluttering in all these three areas is first declutter the guilts. Stop feeling guilty about the fact that you haven't gotten it perfect yet. Why haven't you handled it yet? You should have done this a long time ago. There's all this information out there and realize that there's something in our brains that makes it hard to let go of things. It's almost like a little pain, like a minor, minor burn or a paper cut. It's like, Oh, I don't want to let go of that. So you have to set it up for yourself. So I try to make it fun in my book, make it a, a fun process and figure out ways to light lighten up even your, <clears throat> excuse me, even your de- decluttering process. You want to make it as fun as you can. But you have to start small. You have to start with stuff that you don't have a lot of emotional attachment to. And then once you get over that first hurdle, which you might might ask some friends to help you with, you might ask them to call you once an hour as you're decluttering to make sure you're on track or you're making some progress. And then you start to feel that little tickle of, of exhilaration, that rush. And then it gets more and more fun to go ahead and let go of things. As you open out the space and you feel the, the energy that's released from all that stuck stuff, it, it gets it gets to be something you look forward to instead of something that you dread. And in the case of, as I mentioned in my book, you can, maybe you don't want to start with your stuff. Maybe you want to start with your emotions or you want to get some exercise or change, change up how you're treating your body so that that inspires you. When you feel energized from exercising, you may come home and say, okay, oh yeah, I'm going to go ahead and tackle that junk drawer today. So it's a, on one hand, it's a it's a just kind of a way to coax yourself into starting. 
because that is the hardest part in almost any endeavor. And then on the other side of it, realize that de decluttering is not a one-stop process. Just like you, you don't eat one good meal, one nutritious meal, and then you're good to go for the rest of your life. You just have to keep eating those good meals along with whatever else you eat, but try to try to err on the nutritious side. Or you, you don't just resolve some emotional issue and no other stress has ever come at you in your life. Realize that life is busy for almost everyone. So unless you're just on it constantly, you're going to have to pick things up and put them away once in a while. In fact, pretty much every day or, or else it piles up again. So just don't get mad if it's not, oh, I got this all organized. Why doesn't it stay that way? You're probably not going to stop buying new things. You're probably not going to re stop receiving gifts at holidays or on your birthday or whatever, whatever your tradition is. So don't beat yourself up about it. That's the key in all these areas. Right, Connie. Right. Now, you see, let's talk about uh, mental or positional clutter. Positional, you mean positions, you know, physical yes. positions. So let's right. talk about mental mental clutter we can give it different names we okay. can tell them emotion tell it emotional clutter mental clutter how do you look at memories a lot of people consider such uh, clutter uh, as memories right human beings yeah. are made of memories you are the sum of so many people that you have come across and especially, you know, your family, your friends, somebody is special. And that is what, you know, you keep on accumulating in your mind, in mm -hmm. your hard drive, whatever, in your heart, anywhere that you have that space for. Right. And then you come to a point in life that they become you. You and they, you identify themselves with those. Right. And then they read about decluttering, about mind, about memory, about uh, emotional clutter. Mm -hmm. How do they differentiate between memories? Even if, you know, pain, painful memories are also part of one who one is. So exactly. how do they differentiate between uh, memories as well as mental clutter or emotional clutter? How do they walk this thin path because if they remove that then there'll be nothing left in their, in their, in their life how do they do that no i would say we're all way way more than just our memories we're also we're hope our hopes and dreams and we're we're what we've learned and what we like to work at what what we enjoy as hobbies those are all part of you as well and what what I and a lot of other organizers do is we ask you, how would you like to be spending your time? How would you like to spend your life? If it's just like trickling around your household, trying not to get lambasted by this, this or that stuck energy, or if you, you'd rather be out sailing or you'd rather be working on your favorite craft or whatever, how could you set your house up so that you could spend your time doing that? And in the meantime, of course, you have to be gentle with yourself. As you said, a lot of these items that we have are tied up with memories of our family that have given them to us. 
And I had to laugh recently because I had a, a decorative item that had been given to me by a relative several years ago, which I kept because I thought she would be unhappy if, if I gave it away. And she noticed that I didn't have it anymore. And so I mentioned the item to her and she said, what? <laughs> she, she didn't even remember having given it to me. So some of it's in our hands. It's not, it's not coming from the other person. So we have, to, we have to let ourselves let go of those things. And if you really treasure, really want to make sure that you want to remember the person, you could take a little picture of it and print that out or put it on your computer or whatever. So you, you haven't completely lost track of the visual clue, but I can guarantee you that you're never going to forget that person, even if, even if you still don't have the memento that they gave you. Because like you said, that's what, that's what makes up our character and and who we are. A part of it is our memories. So that's not going to go away just because your stuff goes away. In fact, right. in fact, if you get rid of some of the things, and most of the things that we have around are not in that category. They're just things that have shown up in our lives, either either gifts or free things or whatever that we don't really love or use. So that stuff separate that out from your very favorites. Like, like Ms. Kondo says, you gather up all your books or whatever, and you put your favorites on one side and your less favorites on the other. And then when you look back and forth at the two, you go, oh yeah, I don't really need those or put them in a box for six months. And if you even think of them in that entire six months, then maybe pull it back out. But if not, you can go ahead and donate it. So there's all kinds of strategies that, that you can help yourself go ahead and get over this hurdle of letting go of things. And in the meantime, you can do stuff for your emotions, such as very simple things like, like journaling or writing a gratitude thing where you, I do this every day. I write down five things I'm grateful for and five acknowledgements, five things that I'm, I'm proud of myself for doing. So it keeps you realizing how wonderful each day is and how wonderful you are. So, um, you don't have to focus so much on those past memories, but it's right. uh, the rush of energy is pretty, pretty exciting. And then when you, when you get, get your household set up to where it's organized to give you the freedom to do what you'd like to do with your time, then it's completely worth it. Another thing that I realized recently is it doesn't really take as long as we think it is going to take. We think it's going to take forever, but your stuff is limited no matter how big your house or how many things you have. It, eventually, you're going to get to the bottom of it. So just keep rooting rooting for yourself and cheering yourself on and letting go of any guilty feelings that come up because they're just they're just made up in your in your mind. They're not they're nothing real. Right. Right, Connie. What about stress? Things that give you stress? Things that, you know, you want to get rid of, but you don't know how to. They are not products or uh, some some sort of thing that or memento. You can just put it aside or throw it out. It is difficult. It's all there in your mind. Mm -hmm. So can a person do this decluttering herself or himself? Or do they need a professional for that? Especially, you know... Uh, uh, in terms of mental mental issues, if there is something like, but there is no mental health problem, 
but still it's all in the mind. Mm -hmm. So how do they go about? Can they do it yourself? Can they read your book and get that that enough understanding of taking that first step? And secondly, what do they get in in a house? You can get that empty space. You can do so much. You can start, you know, running within that whole space. You can do that. But what about the mind? That hard hard disk that is that becomes empty. What do you do with that space? What do you put put in there? Because sometimes your know, empty mind is a devil's workshop. Sometimes. <laughs> yes, I I recently learned about more about the quantum field, which I hadn't known too much about. But uh, one of my one of my uh, one of my little techniques that I talked about is sitting for ten minutes and doing absolutely nothing not really meditating or praying or thinking, but there's all kinds of unconscious energy in, in or knowledge in the universe that can come into your mind. If you just let, let it sit there and be clear, not, and of course, don't beat yourself up if thoughts come in your head, but, but there's lots of information to just be mind from being quiet. And if you're, if you're looking around at your space and it's nice and calm, or you're looking out the window at something beautiful in nature, then it's easy for inspiring ideas to come into your head. It's much easier than if you keep frantically worrying about everything all the time. And, and that's, it just takes practice, but it's extremely easy. So I talk about techniques that are super simple that you can completely do yourself. Journaling, journaling even helps because it releases that same endorphin, that same pain-killing chemical. Sometimes you may be able to talk to your friends and you may want to talk to a counselor. And I'm all about energy healing because I, I realized one day that the, if you look at the E equals MC squared equation that Einstein came up with, no matter what your weight, the amount of energy in your body is, is enormous considering that that one element C is the speed of light. So the speed of light squared times your weight is that amount of energy in your body. So I thought, I bet energy healing works a lot better than lots of other stuff we might try. So I talk about several energy healing techniques in my book. Some of them you can, most of them you can do on your own and some that you might want to work with a professional on if you, especially if you've had a lot of trauma in your past. So um, there's lots of options. And one thing that, was made clear recently to me by someone else is that no one really knows why one individual wants to keep something or doesn't want to let it go. So there's nothing that I can tell you that's going to be, this is, this is the perfect way. You just have to figure right. that out for yourself. And we, we probably all have that wisdom inside of us. We just don't, don't realize it. So clearing the space for that wisdom to come through is the main object of clearing the mind clutter. And as always, first declutter the guilts. Don't feel bad if you don't get it right the first time or even the 50th time because you have another chance. And But what's beyond it is very exciting. So yeah, to, to take your time to do these things, uh, it's important and it's something you should do every week or every day even. Some, some little part of what your passion is because that's what makes life worthwhile. And if you say, I'm, I'll do that when I get everything else done, 
just like I'll save some money is after yet everything else paid off, then it'll never happen. And if you don't take some time to do your passion on a regular basis, that will probably never happen either. Right, Connie. Right. Uh, now, see, you are an engineer. Yes. Then you have written books on unrelated topics, ethnic baby names, Zeriscape gardening. Have I pronounced it correct? That's right. Very good. Okay. Right. And now decluttering your life. Right. Well, uh, right. Yeah. Tell us a bit about this and how did this decluttering part, how did especially this book we are talking about, you know, how did this idea come into your uh, life? Uh-huh. The baby name book I wrote when I was pregnant with my, my one child that I bore and I was looking for a Norwegian name to go with my ex-husband's and my uh, Norwegian surname, Ellison. So I'm like, let's have a book about that. And I wrote about the, the immigration history to the U.S. of each from each country. So I was basically trying to do my part to for world peace, to let people oh. know that parents everywhere want the same things for their children. And just having some knowledge of other people's names and what they mean can can increase your tolerance for other people, your welcoming to, to other people of other cultures. That was that was the main purpose of that book. And then I'm really into conservation. So Xeriscape is all about low water landscaping. And I wrote two books on that topic. So that's about having a beautiful landscape without having to put a bunch of water on it. So Clear the Space, Feel the Rush is about energy conservation. It's about oh. conserving your own energy for to do amazing things, the amazing things you'd like to do. And you may not even think of them until you get rid of some of the stuff. Right. Right, Connie. And how is this book different? There are several books on this organizing your life and organizing your home and everything. So right. how is it? If somebody asks, is it's just one more book? How is it different than other books available at the moment? Well, I, I love all the organizing books. As I said, I've got a bunch of them myself and I've read many. I love them to pieces. And I do. That's what I realized when I when I started doing some organizing. My, my engineering career sort of tanked for a while because it goes up and down with the housing market in the U.S. And so after I got laid off four times in six years, I thought, hmm, might be time for a new career. And then I realized that whenever I cleaned up my desk after a project was done and put everything back away, that was my favorite part of the project. <laughs> so I thought maybe organizing would be good. And then that's when I realized that it isn't, it's never just about the stuff. It's, there's a lot more to it. So that gives you, that just gives you a lot more options to help you work on that. And so that's, a, that's my book is about, all three of those. There's many different basic suggestions, some which you might have heard before, but then others will have a little twist that you might not have heard. But the big thing is I tied it together with the rush, the endorphins. Like everybody knows, oh, it feels kind of good to declutter, but they don't know that it improves your health. So it's extra worthwhile. And if you focus on that part of it, then you, you have just one more incentive to go ahead and make that effort. Right, right. And who should be looking at buying it? Who is it book 
largely for? It might be for busy families that have have kids around and life just seems overwhelming. It might be for people in my generation that have are, we're done with our accumulation stage. Now we're we're trying to go the other way. But the the bottom line of the rush is that that's I'm going to tell you my big secret, my big bonus tip at the very end. <laughs> So I was um, lying on the ground, looking up at the trees, doing Shavasana in a yoga class a couple of years ago. And I, the music was very soothing and the instructor's voice was very soothing. And I'm, you know, it's the end of the class. I'm just lying on my back. So I'm like, oh, this feels so good. The tree's so beautiful. I feel, oh, it feels so good. All of a sudden I thought, wait a minute. It's not that stuff that's making the endorphins in my body. It's me. I'm the one that's releasing those endorphins. And then a couple other things happened to make me realize that I could turn those on anytime I want. I don't have to declutter. I don't have to do anything. All I have to do is turn those endorphins on and it's under my control. So you can be happy. You can improve your immunity by just being happy. And decluttering is a great way to help yourself feel that way and get started or continue or whatever. But the main thing is realize how much you have under your control already. And you might not think you do, but you do. Right, Connie. Right. And where do people get this book of yours? Clear the space, feel the rush where can they buy this book it's available in bookstores pretty much around the world and of course it's on the online bookstores as well right now it's available as an ebook uh paperback and hardback eventually we'll have an audiobook too but those three those three uh, editions are available right connie and uh is there a website of yours how do they connect with you if they want to know more about you, connect with you and get a better understanding about uh, what you are doing next. Okay, great. Yes, I have a website. It's called clearthespace.com. That's C-L-E-A-R-T-H-E-S-P-A-C-E.com. So there's reviews on there and other information. You can also order an autograph copy if you want from, from the website. That that may only be available in the U.S., but <laughs> you can definitely you can definitely order a book through the the website as well. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, after three books, uh, what about the next one? What is it that you are aiming for the future? Hmm. Well, part of what took a long time to finish the book was I just kept learning new things that I'm like, oh, I should put that in the book. So now I'm thinking there might be clear the space 2.0 with all the new things I've added since then. But in the meantime, I just, I would just like everyone to feel that they realize that they have a lot more power than they think they do. And, and that it can be fun and add to your enjoyment of life instead of your worry. Right. Right. Great. Thank you so much, Connie, for, uh, coming on to the show, it's a pleasure to host you uh, on the show and you know sharing all those things, and especially not just about decluttering your house, it house or anywhere where where you live, 
but also the mental space which is so much important and the guilt part that one can start from thank you so much indeed great thank you so much aj it's been a pleasure right on this note it's a wrap on this very special edition of the kj masterclass live see you soon Thank you.